Welcome to Dynamic on the Daily, your everyday guide to health, fitness, and balanced living. Jema and Megan deliver a relatable and practical guide to living dynamically, inspiring you to take effective and motivated action to live your healthiest, happiest, most balanced life. Now, here are your hosts, Jema Oliver and Megan Hanawald. Hey guys, welcome to episode four of Dynamic on the Daily. I'm Jema. And I'm Megan. And we are going to be talking today about the new normal, which actually is a term that I'm not loving right now. I've heard a lot about it. I'm already kind of tired of it, but it really is the only way to describe what's going on in our world. Well, exactly. And you know, the crazy thing is, Jema, is that normal (laughs) isn't normal. (laughs) Like, like what is normal? Like the new normal is absolutely abnormal. How about my new normal? Like we can personalize it, I guess. Like this is what my life looks like right now. This is my normal. And life looks a little messy right now, maybe. Chaotic. Yeah. A little different. Exactly. Just a little bit different. And that's kind of where we're going today. Number one, our normal schedules that we had. um, I trashed mine about two months ago. Went through two weeks of absolute crazy in my head. And craziness and just completely feeling like, who am I? What am I doing? Who is this child that I thought I loved? Um, <laughs> who is this man that now sits with me all day long? And But, you know, I have to say, through all of this, it's it's really brought out some, some pretty cool things. Like, we can have lunch together now. Um, and that's, that's, that's nice. Uh, but I digress already. Um, but this new normal being completely abnormal and completely drastic changes to our lives uh being at home all the time um has it there's some psychology behind it oh for sure and we talked just the other day about how um I went from being the girl that would sit down on um typically on Sunday and and plan my entire week I knew what we were eating for breakfast lunch snack and dinner every single day I would do my grocery order I would stack that grocery order. I knew exactly what I needed, all the ingredients for all of my meals for the entire week. I would order it, pay for it, pick it up on a particular day. I mean, everything was just tick, 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 set for the week. And then all of a sudden, I can't get the groceries that I need. Um, I have all of these extra people in my house that I'm having to feed more food. Um, I'm a little bit bonkers and just kind of want to bake a whole lot because I was stressed out. And, you know, over the last couple of months, I've kind of shifted kind of back to being a little bit better at planning these things because it's a little bit easier to get the groceries but I'm still in this weird spot where it's 5 45 and I'm like oh shoot dinner hmm yeah we got to do something about that so it's still like we've kind of it really is kind of shifting from the absolute chaos and stress and uncertainty in the beginning to okay well we kind of know what's going on right now and we can sort of settle in but there's still so much uncertainty, which is terrifying. Exactly. You know, I mean, think about it. We know that we have a wide listener base. So we have families who, who listen, moms and dads. We have um, professionals without kids. And so, so this means, for example, for me as a mom, I don't know if my daughter is going to be going to camp 
the summer. And that means for what does that mean for my job? Does that mean I keep working from home throughout the rest of the summer? And then there's starting to be the question of are schools going back in the fall? Um, you know, and let's let's think about our single listeners. You know, uh, um, dating. Hello. <laughs> How do you do that? I don't know. Right now. I actually just had a conversation with a single friend of mine the other day and she um, is recently divorced. And I was like, so you, you got divorced and now you can't date because of social distancing. And she was like, yeah, I don't even know how this works. Like, do we Zoom date? Do we like, I don't, I don't know what to do. She'd been married for 10 years and now all of a sudden she's ready to get back in, into the dating world and the world is closed. Exactly. Like, what do you- That's right. Because you can't, you can't go on dates. You can't. Um, you can't go out. Maybe you went to fitness classes before and, and met people, you met people at the gym, you met people out, you know, at concerts, stuff like that. And now that, I mean, all, any natural way of going out and meeting people and socializing right now is not really, you're not able to do it. So you mentioned gyms specifically as gyms start to open up. Mm. Um, when is it okay to go back? Um, and for me, it's, it's risk versus benefit. Um, right now I can work out at home. You know, I've got a, I've got a really good setup. I get to go to Echelon several days a week and teach there. Um, just, you know, me and a camera and a producer, which has been fantastic for my mental health. Um, but even if I didn't have that, I've got enough opportunity to be able to work out at home that for me, it's just not worth the risk to go to the gym. Um, I don't want to risk me being exposed and missing work for a month or longer. I don't want to risk exposing anyone else and potentially making them terribly sick. Um, so for me, it's just not worth it to go to the gym. Yeah. But for others, well, maybe know, it is worth it. Exactly. Maybe it is worth it. Maybe they don't have the ability to work out at home. I mean, let's let's think about our listeners in big cities where they have an apartment and there is no ability to have a piece of workout equipment at home and really you only have barbells. So you can you can get some lifting, um, dumbbells. I meant you you can get some lifting done and you can do yoga and you can do things on your TV. Um, but as far as cardio, staying indoors, that's, that's a little more difficult if you want to keep it low impact. Um, but you know, you brought up an interesting point, Jema. you were talking about, you know, going to the gym risk versus benefit and how it's a personal choice. And I think now is a time to really think about how you're viewing other people's choices. You know, Jamie and I were talking the other day about how, and I have to check myself on this, but about how this is a time where a lot of people are passing judgment on other people's choices of going to the gym or of choosing to wear a mask outdoors or um, at the grocery store or something else. So this is a time when a lot of judgment is being passed and Um, one of my friends who's an EMT was telling me just yesterday that, um, there, they witnessed an altercation where someone who was wearing a mask was violently yelling and starting to attack somebody who wasn't wearing a mask. Um, 
and and it's I mean it's it's gotten to the point where you know there's so much emotion around what's been changing our lives so drastically over the past couple months that I think people sometimes lose perspective of now that we're opening up I mean yes the government is saying that it's that it's okay and that we should start to at a slower pace, resume to normal activities. Okay, once again, what is the new normal? But as that's unclear and uncertain, that's when people start to grasp towards what they believe and what they think is right and then start to pass some judgment. And and that's one thing, you know, I've seen people going in and out of uh, the gym actually where I work uh, um, just a couple weekends a month in teaching. And, um, I know it's not my personal choice to go, uh, because like Jema, I have the ability to, um, teach at Echelon and, um, it's, it's not my choice and I wouldn't do it, but not every, I have to remember to keep an open mind that people haven't had that opportunity to go to the gym. And, they might be in the gym being socially distanced and being absolutely safe. And you know what? That's fantastic. If they're able to do it, then great. I'm not going to make that choice for myself. But I think that if they're able to do it and keep others safe while at the same time, you know, benefiting what they need, then I think that's okay. And and I think we need to keep our mind open to that. And I think we have to remember that somebody making a different choice than you is not a personal attack on yes. you. Mm-hmm. Your decision has absolutely nothing to do with me. Like you've made that choice without any thought to me. You're not attacking me. You just made a different choice. Mm-hmm. You're not passing judgment on my choice. You're just doing your thing. And that's okay. I will choose to stay six feet away from you. Mm-hmm. And we're good. Yep. And you know, you saying that is, you know, I went, this is a story for another day, but when I went through um, divorce counseling with my ex-husband, you know, when, when you have a child together, then, then you go through divorce counseling. And the one thing that stuck with me through this whole thing and has stuck with me through life is you cannot control the decisions that other people make. Don't try to control them. Don't try to judge those because it's only going to make you crazy. So the only thing that you can control is what you do with yourself and your time and the way you feel about things and just let the other stuff go because you can't control it and accept it for what it is. And like you said, Jema, stay away, stay, keep your distance six feet from that person just because they've made that choice. You can control how far you are away from that person. Make a big circle around them. Be aware of what it is they've touched and they haven't wiped down. You know, or better yet, wipe down everything yourself before you use it. That way you know it's clean. And and if you're keeping your distance, then you're good to go. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so our new normal that is that is not actually normal. Um one thing that I've had to do is realize that my life is never going to be like it was pre-COVID. It's never going to be the same. 
And so what of my old life do I want to let go of? And what of my old life do I want to try to bring into this new situation that we have? Um, a lot of, of what I'd been doing, what I'd been involved in, what I'd been really passionate about has been, you know, just ripped off like a Band-Aid. I mean, just, no, you don't have that anymore. And initially it was traumatizing and I couldn't wait to get back to all those things. I just wanted it back the way that it was. But with a little time and a little distance, I've slowly seen things that I could maybe not resume when all this is over. And I saw things that I would definitely prefer not to resume when all of this is over. And I've seen ways in which um, things can change and stay changed and even grow into something better through all of this. Um, And so there's a lot of things that I think that we can learn from this time. Um, I don't want to be, you know, trite and be like, there's always a bright side. Um, But. I think that we can use a lot of this time and a lot of the, um, the trauma of all of this stuff just being ripped away from us to stop and think, okay, well, what if that do I really want back? That's a great point. You know, it's, it's, it's an opportunity to make some changes that you were forced into making. And you're right, just kind of sit down and reevaluate I'm like, okay, what what are the things that through this time I've had to do differently? What are the good things? What are some things that, yeah, okay, when we go back to normal, you you can't see my air quotes. I see them. (laughs) She's making air quotes. (laughs) When you go back to normal, what do you want to do? What do you want to keep? Because it really is your choice. I will say, um, my husband, JG, who is definitely an introvert, um, it's been several weeks ago that he said, you know, like, I don't, I don't want to sound like a jerk or anything, but I mean, it's really kind of awesome knowing that I never have anywhere that I have to be after I get off work. You know, our evenings had become really full with practices and meetings and all of these things that he had to you know, he would, he would stop work at five cause he worked from home anyway, but he would stop work at five and then eat dinner and then have this other stuff that he had to do. And he was just like, I mean, I want this virus to go away and I want everything to, to settle down and people to be able to go back to work. But man, it's really nice not to have anything to do after work. And so for him, it's been kind of an opportunity to just relax mm-hmm. and again, sit down and go, okay, so what do we add back in whenever we're able Right. And I, I have felt more calm during my weekends as well because I'm not having to be five different places for this kid's birthday party and then um, this thing that we're going to be doing and going to this event. Things I have found that I have a little more personal time on the weekends and it's, it's kind of nice. It's been wonderful. I'm not I know. Like lie. I almost hate to say it. Like it, I, but it's been kind of nice. Even, um, I was just thinking this morning, we're recording this on a Sunday and, um, we always go to church on Sunday. Um, Sunday is, um, you know, a day that we take off from work and we have our rest day, but we always go to church on Sunday morning. Um, but through the shutdown, we've done virtual church where we literally just all go to the living room and drink our coffee and participate in our worship service at home. 
And I feel so much more calm and rested and refreshed on Monday morning, just having the ability to just be home all day instead of getting up and getting everyone ready and in the car and getting to church and finding parking downtown and making that walk and all of these things that are important and that we enjoy, uh, Mm -hmm. but weren't exactly the rest that we were looking for on Sundays. You guys, please remember, Jama has four energetic boys. <laughs> so getting them all in the car on a Sunday morning and getting there on time takes an absolute act of Congress. It's exhausting. Yes. That's why I always took a Sunday afternoon nap. It's because I was so exhausted from all of that on Sunday morning. I had to sleep or I wouldn't make it. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> oh, so all of this uncertainty that we've had to face through these months, especially like I talked about the first couple weeks, so crazy. And, you know, luckily we're getting back into a little more certainty, but there's still so much more, right? Okay, we know what's happening with jobs, hopefully, that people are able to start returning to work safely. Um, And so we've got that. Things are looking a little more stable that way. But uncertainty there's still a whole bunch of it. And one thing that I was reading that I thought was really interesting is that how uncertainty plays games with your head, right? So there have been studies done that that uncertainty creates more stress than actually the knowledge that an unpleasant event is going to happen for sure. So the study, one of the studies that I read about was, uh, you know, people are hooked up to monitors that are measuring their stress, their brain waves. And one group is told that in two minutes, they will receive an electric shock. And they read the, the people's brain waves and heart rate and all that stuff. And then the other group is told in the next two minutes, you might receive a shock and you might not. The brain waves and the stress responses from that group was so much higher than the group who knew that in two minutes they would be shocked. Because the group who knew that in two minutes they would be shocked, they were able to prepare. They were able to think about it, maybe have a plan for how they're going to deal with it, control their breathing, talk themselves through it. But the people who didn't know, there's panic. Oh my gosh, when's this going to happen? Is this going to happen? I don't know. What, what's, what's it going to feel like? Is it going to, okay. So just knowing that something is going to happen, even if it's bad, is more calming than not knowing what's going to happen, when it's going to happen. And that's, that is bringing more stress through this time. And it's why we're all crazy and mean to each other. Because we're stressed out by all the uncertainty. Well, and it's true, uncertainty in these games. So your mind wants something to grab onto. And it's easy to think about the worst case scenario because that goes back to survival. It goes back to if you are prepared for the worst case scenario, then you will more likely survive than the guy who's not prepared. So your brain, as evolution has happened through the years and years and years, your brain has 
gotten to the point where it will prepare for the worst case scenario. And when you have no reality and you don't know what is going to be happening in the future, for very many people, and I'm not saying it's wrong, it's just kind of the way our brains develop, you grab onto what seems more real. And for a lot of people, that is the worst case. And that becomes your reality. That's what you're preparing for. And the more you think about the worst case, the more that becomes more real and the more you're able to prepare for it. So your brain starts making up stories and starting to panic because it's thinking that it has to be prepared for the worst. And so that's where you get a lot of these thoughts of, um, okay, well, this this is this is just going to be bad. So what am I going to do? Uh, the, how am I going to handle this? I'm going to hoard toilet paper. Yes. I'm going to get all the toilet paper and that is how I'm going to deal. Because guess what? <laughs> Everybody else is getting toilet paper. That must be how we're going to make it through this is plenty of toilet paper. Um, really? I know. I, I still haven't figured that one out. Now, beans make sense. Like I've not been able to get beans in a while. That makes sense. I mean, right? it's, it's a shelf-stable protein. I get the beans. Maybe that's why they also need the toilet paper. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> you know, I do have to say, though, everybody running out and getting things, literally within the first couple of weeks of shutdown, I would go to the store and now the pancake mix, all the pancake mix, and still in a couple stores, there's no syrup and no pancake mix. But you know what was left was the protein pancake powder, and I was psyched. Same thing with pasta, right? Pasta shelves were empty, right? That makes sense. Shelf-stable, you've got your everything in a jar, you can cook, for because a lot of people haven't done a lot of cooking, and now they're forced to. And what was left on the shelves? The high-protein pasta, the high-fiber pasta. I was like, yes! <laughs> Well, by the time I went, like they'd even bought up all the gluten-free pasta. So yeah, I like we didn't have pasta for a while. Oh. It's it's back though. Okay. I can get my my Banza chickpea pasta. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite. Y'all don't touch that. Don't go out and get that pasta. That's for those of us that need it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we digress so much, but that's okay. Um, but anyway, so just talking about the the psychology of this, that the uncertainty will make people start to think in certain ways and do certain things and be negative. It's not usually their personality. And I've seen it with a little bit of me and in how I've reacted to some things. And it's not going to be that way forever. And maybe someone you love has started acting a little outside of their normal um thinking their normal patterns and be a little more forgiving let's let's pass a little less judgment and understand that things are crazy right now and people deal with things differently we're all stressed out Mm -hmm. we're all a little on edge Mm -hmm. but we'll turn the corner i think we have turned a big corner um people are beginning to adjust and here's hoping Right. Here is hoping. And one more point before we wrap this up. Let's talk about expectations. Lower. 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 And then lower some more. And then maybe a little bit lower. (laughs) Right? Because as Jameis said, things are so much different. Things 
are nowhere near where they used to be with the set schedule, with being able to prepare the meals. So like Jama says, it's 5.45 and she's looking at her watch going, um, yeah, about that dinner thing. Okay, now if that had happened to you four months ago, Jama, how would you have spoken to yourself in the back of your head? Oh my gosh, get it together. What is wrong with you? Uh-huh. You're the worst mom. You are such a loser and a failure at a mom. Because you didn't have dinner planned for your kids. Oh, my gosh. And now it's a little bit more, well, dadgummit, guys, I can't even get ground beef at the grocery store. Like, we're just going to have to pull something together. Yes. That's been my house, too. I'm like, okay, guys, let's rummage through the freezer. Let's see what we got. Man, I've gotten really creative. I've gotten really creative. I've come up with, like, some crazy stuff. I've come up with some great stuff. Well, yeah, crazy, but fantastic. So I've not great, but mostly really great. I've also find, I've found some cans of soup that expired like five years ago Ooh. in the back of my pantry. Thankfully, we've moved several times in the last five years. I've gotten rid of all that stuff. Some of that stuff moved with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, so I have found some of that stuff, too. Um, but if we lower our expectations with with things that have changed. So things change. Our expectations cannot remain the same people. And even, you know, I'm coming at this from the perspective of somebody that's managing the lives of six people, two dogs, two cats, and a bearded dragon. Um, But even if you're a single person with no pets and no kids and nobody to worry about but yourself, you still are under a tremendous amount of mental stress and pressure and change. And you are not the same person that you were five months ago. You can't hold yourself to the same standards. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's, there's these drastic changes that are happening. And whether you're taking care of only yourself or 10 other people, you just can't have the same standards that you did pre-COVID. Exactly. And the same thing at work. You just, you, you can't have the same expectations that working from home, that you are going to be as productive. Now, some people, my husband finds he's more productive. Yeah, mine um, does too. Yeah. And Weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'll also kind of back that up and be like, all right, well, I'm the one who's doing more of the, the child care and I've been doing the online school learning. And I mean, I wasn't going to say anything, but since you brought it up. <laughs> Exactly. Um, but it's the truth, really. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to try to cover that one up. Um, he's just, he's doing his thing. And both my daughter and I make sure that he is unbothered to do his thing. Um, because it's, it's phone call after phone call after phone call all day long. Because that's what it has to be now for him, you know. Um, but anyway, I, I think that if you are gracious enough to yourself to allow yourself to lower your expectations and gracious enough to lower your expectations of other people's behavior during this time, then you are going to experience a lot less personal stress and a lot less judgment that you pass on others. Oh, look, yourself. This, is, this is coming full circle, Jama. Look at this. And you're going to have a little easier time as you rummage your way through the uncertainty. And if you adopt this, let's just roll with it. Let's not try to plan when planning is 
really a thing of the past, at least for now. You'll find that that mentally this game becomes a little easier. It's very true. Now, we always have like a little assignment at the end of every episode. And I have completely forgotten what our assignment is this time. Our assignment is to check your judgment of other people at this time. When you find yourself, and we're all doing it, when you find yourself silently rolling your eyes at someone or shaking your head or something, then ask yourself why and ask yourself maybe even be tough and be like, what right do I have? What do I know about this person that allows me to make this judgment? And why is it, why is it not okay? And just maybe start to realize and tell yourself, we all make different choices. Let it go. That's a perfect assignment. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of episode four of Dynamic on the Daily. I'm Jama. And I'm Megan. And you are stronger than you think you are. Thanks for joining us here at Dynamic on the Daily. Tune in every week for more practical tips on living your best life from Jama and Megan.